slides from new students and uh, we yeah, would love to listen to you thank you good evening it's indeed a great honor uh, normally to meet and interact with uh, students as part of my profession this is one area which i love a lot because the third guide of uh, hartnell institute charity maharaj used to say that always it's best to catch them in i'll also be able to connect towards the end as to why it makes sense for us to see if we can infuse certain uh, change at this age rather than waiting for later when i was uh, requested a few days back to interact uh, with the students of neve institute i just uh, immediately thought of this topic you know let me change the world it's not to mock it's not to question the integrity of students because this is exactly how i felt that i was a teenager and i was looking at the world from my own belief systems and value systems and straight forward thinking as they would say you know looking at the world as to why it can't be like this why not work towards the change i'll share a very interesting story some of you might have already heard it but it's still a very interesting take this was recited to, to me by one of the gurus of uh, hartfulness institute in one of the recent interactions daji he was uh, talking about uh, a student who who was about say in his teens early teens and he wanted to change the world because he had certain ideals he had certain values and he was really furious at why things are not the way it should be and then for the next 15 years or so he went about uh, changing the world nothing seemed to happen after when he was about 30 35 he really thought why have such a huge uh, you know uh, area to work with let me start at least with the country in which i am there if maybe if i change the country the world might change and then he goes about working for another 20 years or so in uh, changing his own country he is about 50 odd now Uh, he again finds that there is not much success in changing the country either so for the next 10 years he narrows the scope of the change uh, and brings it down to the state in which he is living and he wants to now change the state in which he is living and he is about 60 odd now and nothing seems to happen then he changes focus to for next 5 years to the city in which he is living nothing seems to work and then he changes uh, to the locality in which he is living for a specific pin code a locality of about 5 10 square kilometers nothing seems to change he is already about 75 now and finally he shifts the focus to the street is about 80 nothing seems to happen at that point of time he meets his guru and then the guru just asks him very simple question why don't you make a start with yourself this is something very similar to many of us might go through at a later point of time in life i am not uh, discouraging you i am giving a reality check and i am also going to give you certain insights on how we can work the other way around like what mahatma gandhi famously said i never understood this quote when i initially read it my experience with truth long ago in my school time when it was part of my what we call as the moral section we used to have a moral class every week there one of the quotes that i read which the teacher read out to us i still remember it is you know said that be the change that you want to see in the world i was just wondering now what did it really mean though i had read several anecdotes around that it it's 
it took me quite a long of a long time for me to understand what mahatma gandhi might have meant and what many of the gurus of heartfulness institute or several other global leaders seem to mention when they say that you know uh, let the change begin with you let me look at uh, what change the world or uh, changing ourselves first is when it comes to change if you look at this quote there are two facets to change one is uh, external the other is internal external is what we always aim for because we look at uh, a set of moral or guiding values to life how life should be how the law of the land should be how the people should be treated how i should be treated what kind of opportunity should be given how the wealth should be distributed how the politicians and bureaucrats and industrialists and educationists and how even my own parents my own family members must be but all that can happen it's like a mirror if i show a mirror to you and then you look at the mirror and then the mirror reflects an ugly face is the problem with the mirror or with the face which is seeing in the mirror apparently when somebody else sees apparently the mirror shows a better or a more beautiful or a handsome face so obviously the challenge is uh, not the person not with the mirror but with the person who's looking at it so the change that you want to see in the world to great extent is a reflection of the changes that you want to bring from inside for this we had to look at the entire uh, concept of let me change the world into two parts let me change the external world let me change the internal world let me share a recent uh, un study which came out a few years back on what are the possibilities of youth to engage when it comes to changing the world in an external sense if you look at the possibilities you will then really be able to connect to find out for example let me give you the most happening example of today which is the t20 matches which have started all of you even whether you like cricket or not somebody in your family may be watching it's hogging the headlines it's all over the place if you look at a typical t20 match there are 20 overs to each side and uh, you obviously know that if you look at the number of legal balls it is 20 into 6 120 legal balls that is possible for each side it might more or less normally be more considering the wides and extras uh, the no balls which come into play potentially the possibility of any batting team in any t20 match is to score at least 720 runs or more that is the possibility in the external world of if you are capable of smacking every ball for a six if you can hit one ball for a six if not why not all the 120 balls so it's a question is 720 runs is the possibility if you look at the possibility from a bowling side if i can take a wicket in one ball i can take a wicket every ball which means i can bowl out another team in just 10 balls which means i can take another team out for zero runs zero all out but both these both these are external manifestations but for this to happen for an external manifestation would a person who is uh, who has never tested cricket bat other than maybe a gully cricket here and there would he would it be possible for him to become ambitious let me go and show to the world how an ipl match has to be played and then if he takes the bat and goes and stands there and then you have uh, you know maybe one of the fastest uh, bowlers uh, running in and bowling to you at 140 plus like rabada or uh, russell or whoever 
will he even be able to see the ball in all probability he'll be knocked out in the first ball if not physically at least his wicket might go for a six so is there a problem with the number of possibilities which exist or the problem is with the possibilities which existed but i haven't made myself ready for that yet if you're going to launch a rocket out of isro sri <clears throat> kota 2 years from now would you straight away start buying the rocket parts and satellite uh, components and all that or would you go about preparing yourself to find how to send the first unmanned spacecraft to mars or whatever it is so everything first if you look at the external manifestation starts with the internal readiness that we are ready to make if sachin was able to hit shoaib akhtar for a six of the first or second ball in a world cup quarter final it's because he had put apparently close to about 10000 hours plus in smacking every ball all over the park before before he actually got into the match what he calls as a net practice while uh, sports people and cricket uh, people or footballers whoever have their own time to practice it is said that a olympic gold medalist takes about 7 to 8 years of preparation before he or she can look at the potential of getting a olympic gold medal that is the kind of preparation that is needed when it comes to sports the same is true for becoming rich in life becoming successful in life becoming uh, a very literate person in uh, literate person in life all these needs the potential is there the possibility is there in the world all this of course needs uh, preparation first from our internal side let me look at uh, the list which i was sharing about uh, what even shared a few years ago they have listed the potential uh, areas where youth can really contribute to the world and the world order there are about 15 to 16 topics let me just read it out for you so that you will get an idea what are the areas potentially you can work in changing the world but now looking at that area and then deciding where to work i need to first sharpen the skills inside if i have to cut a tree and i have about an hour to cut a tree and i'm given an axe at least about 10 to 15 minutes i'll spend in sharpening the axe the same is true for uh, students the same is true for me even i am a student in my life i am continuously learning all the time because the line in which i am there i work with corporate ceos i work with leaders i work with the uh, college professors hods deans i work with students i do a lot of program for campus to cooperate where i go and teach them how to get placed all this is a continuous education process learning never ends learning ends only when you go horizontal into your graveyard so if you really look at the possibilities even as listed quite a few areas they i am not giving it in terms of priority but i am just giving the various areas which un has listed where youth can contribute in making a significant impact in the world order they have listed the following topics they speak about poverty they speak about uh, <clears throat> managing hunger in the world they speak about good health and well being of people they speak about offering quality education to all population all those who want to learn in the world they speak about bringing gender equality even after thousands and thousands of years of uh, talking about gender equality it still is still a far cry in this world isn't it then they speak about offering clean water and sanitation one of the goals even for the indian government is to see if they can offer at least 100 liters of clean water per day to every indian citizen so many of us who stay in metros uh, clean water is sort of a given but imagine this is one of the goals of the water ministry they are speaking about offering at least 100 liters of clean water to every indian citizen in india 
imagine the global possibility. They speak about affordable and clean energy. Today, the, it is just not about the cost of energy, but it is the source and how you generate energy, which is equally essential because that has an impact on the global ecosystem. And then you speak about employment and economic growth. We need to speak about equal employment opportunities. We need to also speak about economic growth, which seems to be distorted between countries. It seems to be distorted even within country between haves and have nots. And then we look at uh, another possibility UN speaks about is industry innovation and infrastructure. They speak about the need to continuously innovate the industry. They are already talking about uh, industrial IoT 4.0 by 2030 as a standard and things like that. Everything depends on disruption. The speed at which you disrupt, the speed at which you're able to work, and the speed at which you're able to bring results is what really matters there. They speak about changes in infrastructure that the world needs to meet the continuous demand. It is said that by 2030, the world population might cross about nine and a half to 10 billion. We are at about seven and a half billion. Imagine the load of the world and how much infrastructure is needed on all the fronts. They speak about reducing inequalities between gender, between religious divides, between community divides, between sectoral divides, between national divides, so many things. They speak about sustainable cities and communities. That's why the Indian government is also looking at smart cities and things like that. They speak about responsible consumption and production. All of you would know the fight that is happening in the world conceptually about being a non-vegetarian to being a partly vegetarian to being an Asian vegetarian to being a vegetarian to being a vegan, all these has a huge impact on the consumption that we all make. How responsible are we? How can we make the world more aware and responsive and responsible to this? They speak about climate action. All of you would have seen the video about that girl who shook you and uh, year, year and a half back when, you know, Greta, when she spoke about uh, climate change and what the elders are not doing. That really shook them. But is it being sustained is something that we need to look. They speak about not just the life above uh, the ground level, they even speak about the marine life, life below water. They speak about life on land. They speak about peace, justice, and strong institutions which need to protect all this. Like you, and there need to be multiple institutions. Otherwise, you will have incursions across the globe. You'll have fights. You'll have social justice uh, you know, not being meted out. And they speak about global partnerships for all these things to happen. Imagine these are the potential possibilities UN has brought out in their report on how youth can actually contribute in this world today. And all these are potential possibilities. If you are in 10th standard or in 11th standard or in 12th standard, you are going to make a career out into engineering, technology, whatever line it is, accountancy, becoming a chartered accountant, a doctor or a lawyer or a data scientist, the choices are plenty. All these are the base that you're going to create through these institutions. The first thing is that do you have, first of all, a desire to contribute to a global change? Many people are just happy being passengers in this uh, journey. Whenever I speak to youth, out of about 100 people, I see about 5 to 10 having the fire in the belly that, yes, I want to contribute something. There is 90, I am not finding fault with them. They are happy with their own uh, overcoming their own economic issues, their own family issues, they need to contribute, they need to earn, they need to stand up for something. And for within the family life, 
and only about 5 to 10 have that kind of a bandwidth or a thinking bandwidth for them to look at contributing to the work. Would they really shape up to doing that? It's very doubtful because the casualties of even out of 100, say about 10 want to change the world. And out of these 10, 5 or 6 or 7 get frustrated because of the blocks that they face. The block from society, the block from legal sides, the block from politicians, the block even within family. You know, why do you want to invest time? Why do you want to waste time in changing others? Why don't you just focus, go earn, get married, have children and things like that. Only one or two actually make it to the other side of really wanting to change the world in a big way. But even there, going and attacking the world straight away with a sword or a gun, mentally I'm saying, is not going to help. You need to work on yourself. And this is exactly where you also says, and many of the studies that we have done at Heartfulness Institute, we also collaborate with a lot of people. We have found that there are certain qualities in youth, specifically those who are sub 30, which really is the foundation on which the change that you're looking at inside of yourself can be brought about. For example, young people are fearless. They are very brave. They're impetuous, which is a very interesting quality to have. They are dynamic. And many of the youth I've seen are extremely self-confident, though necessarily they may not uh, show it in terms of how they communicate. They also have the ideas, they have the creativity, they have phenomenal amount of uh, reservoirs of energy, which many old people don't have. These people can, like one of the battery advertisements, it can go on and on and on and on. Many of these people can actually go through with their energy to a long, long way in creating a better world. They are also full of hope. Many of us are post 30, post 40. We just sail through life. I am not talking about specifically myself. Normally, what tends to happen is having now broken your head by hitting it against several walls which don't seem to move, you give up hope and stop innovating and imagining. Uh, Einstein used to say that the biggest give you can give to mankind uh, is uh, to make them believe in their ability to imagine. Give them the understanding that they can imagine. And through the process of imagination, innovation, through the process of innovation, change is something that can happen. And this is possible when you are younger because your mind is much more fresher. It's not yet corrupted with the challenges of the world. It is not yet corrupted with the major issues that seem to rock the world in which we are all broiled, we are all embroiled, we are all stuck. Whereas for you, it's, it's still fresh you still are not into the muddle that older people are. But yet, if you really look at it, these are the youth at your age who have decided to get into some line and then they have gone on to become whatever they are today. Whether they're doing the right thing or the wrong thing, it is always an issue of perspective. I have seen, I have interacted with several uh, leaders from corporate. I have interacted with a lot of politicians, people from entertainment, people from sports. Everyone seems to have, in their view, in their view, they seem to believe that they are out to do something good for the world. Their ways and means may be different. It may be corrupt. It may be apparently not the way in which things should be done. But in their view, they believe they are out to make a change, whatever change it may be. So this is something where energy matters a lot. So youth have that going for them. Youth are great problem solvers and they have uh, great uh, energy and focus to make a positive social change. Having said it, now I have explained to you what are the possibilities from the external world. What are the assets 
you all have in the internal side as a youth? What do you have inside going for you? Can you really use that? Or do you want to only restrict yourself to making a career? Absolutely no harm. Make the best career for yourself. Maybe that, as they say, small drops make an ocean. Maybe through that small positive change, maybe you bring that change which will have a ripple effect. I am always a positive believer that every small positive change will contribute to a continuous ripple effect which will have a major impact on the global situation over a period of time. It is something which is always happening. I'll come to the point a little bit later. Here I want to introduce a small uh, uh, quotation, which is one of my favorite quotations, which all of you may be aware, from a person called uh, Narain, who went on to become Swami Vivekananda. You might know what uh, quotation that is even today famously quoted. There, though there are, in my own FB social page, I quote one quotation from Swami Vivekananda, and I have been doing it for almost four years now. Uh, there are so many quotations that he has done, but out of the top five, the best, one of the best I like is arise awake and rest not or stop not till the goal is achieved. Very simple statement. But this is where uh, Vivekananda has uh, hidden a beautiful gem for us to go and explore and found out. Of course, this is not his own quotation. This is an adaptation from one of the Vedic quotations that apparently he read on his uh, bus journey from somewhere to somewhere. And he happened to see that and then he got inspired. It's, it's from a very old Vedic quote, which is called Uttishtrata, Jagrata. And he picked it up from there and then he gave this quote, which became uh, quite uh, famous, arise away and stop not till the... What do you mean by arise? Are we uh, not already rising up? What he meant is arise to the true potential that I have inside of you. This is exactly what many of the motivational speakers from the West keep talking about. They always say that the potential what we have and what we are capable of achieving, the gap is huge. What is known as self-actualization. Our ability to achieve is zillion times much more than what actually we are. Which means there is a potential we have, there is an actual capability that we can unleash, but yet we are not doing. And he's saying, arise to that potential in you, which means make that belief strong in you that, yes, I have a potential inside of me, which is uncommon in nature. Each human being comes with something very uncommon. No two human beings, like the you find the handprints, no two human beings are the same. Each one of us have certain difference which is inside of us. We all come with a divine imprint inside. Do we understand the divine imprint the way Swami Vivekananda did this, way Lalaji Maharaj did, or Babaji Maharaj did, or Chariji did, or Daji did, or an Einstein did, or maybe a Don Bradman did when it comes to cricket, or Usain Bolt did when it came to running, whatever it may be. Do we understand the true potential, arise to that potential? And when he says awake, which means don't sleep on it. Don't hold that potential that you know that you have. I can say, I don't even know who you are. I have not met any of you on this forum yet. I don't even uh, see you on the video. Yet I can tell you, whatever is your true potential today, you have hardly scratched the surface of what you are capable of becoming or unleashing in your life. If you are today at 1x, you are capable of becoming 1000x. That is the gap between what we are today. That is true even for me. At my age, it is true. At your age, it has to be much truer, right? 
So we are looking at arise to the potential and keep awake to that potential. Don't sleep on it. Don't allow the candle to be switched off or blown off. Be awake, be aware of the potential that is inside of you and stop not till it is achieved. Here he is giving a very beautiful management principle way back in 1890s which took another 50-60 years for Western management experts to come and share. This is the knowledge of the Indian Vedic tradition or the old literature. He says stop not till the goal is achieved. He speaks about goal setting almost like 130 years back. Today in schools and colleges, we are asked to teach goal setting. I, I take a lot of sessions on goal setting, why people don't set goals, how to set goals, how to unleash the potential inside. You look at many of my YouTube channels, there are several free videos I have recorded and put there on how to go about achieving goals. And he speaks about this 130 years back, rest not till the goal is achieved, which means he speaks about the ability of perseverance, the ability of not giving up before the goal is achieved. Such a beautiful management expert of 130 years ago, who's called a spiritualist, he said in one single line what it takes for youth to really blossom from what they are to the full potential that they have. Arise, awake, rest not till the goal is reaching. Go and find your goal. And the goals are available, what I shared already, the various possibilities from the external world. Other than those which are shared in the external world, you can set your own materialistic goals. Even those external goals that you share, nobody's going to ask you to work for free. Many of my friends who went on to work with many of the NGOs, they are heading several NGOs across the globe or they are working in some capacity. They are making decent money. And it's not that today NGOs ask you to work for free. In fact, some of the NGOs today are so competitive to attract the best of talent. They really want to take the best of the talent and they in fact go for hiring in IITs and IIMs and several colleges. You may not even believe. They do it in a very subtle way. Whereas other organizations going on a hiring spree, these people go in a different way. They go in terms of uh, sharing sessions or sharing insights and in the process they energize you, they inspire you and then they uh, take you into their force. But it works. So it's up to you to decide what the goal is. I want to share, share a very famous uh, quotation which I read long ago, which many of our gurus have repeated also. There is a big difference. I think it was maybe Alexander or Napoleon Bonaparte who originally said this quote. I am not afraid of a sheep leading 100 lion, but I'm afraid of one lion leading 100 sheep. Who the leader is makes a huge difference. Imagine if the leader is a sheep and there are 100 lion, the thinking of the 100 lion and if they had accepted the sheep as its leader is going to be influenced by that one single sheep. And why do you, or how do you think a sheep is going to think? Would it be bravado? Would it think big? Would it go for the attack if it's a war? In all probability, sheep is known to defend itself or run away. It's not known to attack. It's a, it's not even a carnivorous. Whereas imagine a lion leading a pack of 100 sheep. The inverse tends to happen. Lion charges and in the process, the, the sheep which are following tends to get charged also. In fact, it's one of my famous topics which I share in many of the corporates. In fact, I've given a talk which I even recently released a week back called as Minority Leadership. It is people with conviction, however minority you are in. In fact, I always believe that the biggest changes that the world has seen in the last 200, 300 years 
has come from one person who had a thought who believed consistently that his idea was great and then the rest became history imagine the start of a religion like christianity imagine the start of a religion like islam imagine the start of any major revolutions imagine the start of any major industrial changes imagine the start of any major inventions all this started because one person had a thought it was not that when thomas alva edison invented went on to invent thousand uh, inventions and had that uh, patents to his uh, credit he did not have a battery of 500 scientists telling him what to do he believed in something he went on today if you look around the room in which you are sitting there nine out of 10 gadgets that you see would have been invented either by him or through that something based thing that he invented for example everything that he used is based on uh, electricity and electricity was something which uh, he was considered to be the pioneer in getting that out which became general electric and the rest is history it is up to you minority leadership if i firmly believe this is one thing that the world is uh, capable of snipping you at the bud you will have great ideas you don't need to pursue all the 10 20 30 ideas that you have pick up just one idea for example whatever the idea this is exactly what swami vivekananda also say take that one idea give that one idea your entire life work on it expand on it sleep on it do whatever is essential but take your time that can be sometimes it will take 3 months 6 months 1 year 2 years 3 years to find an idea but once your heart says this is where meditation helps this is where very clear thinking which comes through process of rejuvenation or cleaning that we say really helps your mind becomes very crystal clear like the famous sanskrit saying a nathi nathi not this not this not this your heart will very clearly tell you this is exactly what that you need to pursue once that you have that kind of a clarity the way sachin tendulkar picked up a bat at the age of 3 and 4 and fortunately his parents did not stop him and he went on to become whatever he became the same is true for you something in your heart would have already told you something in your heart will tell you this is it i remember one of my friends uh, son quitting his first year three times he chose every time different uh, studies from physics to commerce to something else he kept on uh, going and his father called me to counsel because we were friends he said please talk to me sir when i spoke to him he said uncle i am not convinced with what i am reading i don't want to waste the rest of my 8 years of my life because i invested one year here because my parents told so it's rather better that i explore again for another one year and then find out what it is and he exactly went on to achieve that after two attempts at two different degrees which he gave up because he didn't like it the third one that he chose he really become uh, he became a very big uh, person he continues to rise in his chosen line i am not suggesting give up your studies maybe some of the parents who are watching might get worried that's not what i'm suggesting as parents one of the responsibility that i have is also to uh, sit on equal terms with your children and see what uh, they really want what they are passionate about what is really good for them not for me i do not want to see my child i have a daughter too i do not want to see my child as a reflection of what i didn't want to achieve because that i want which was a failure in my life to be achieved through my progenies that's not how i would look at life at least allow their children for example if i am having a son or a daughter i will just find help them to explore find out what is that you want to need once that is chosen be a line be a line in leading your life and then you'll see that there is a 
phenomenal change that will happen. Initially, people will heckle, people will make fun of you. Please bear in mind, the more resistance you see, the more people laugh at you. It normally tends to give you the strength. That is uh, the best fodder in my view, what the world will call as negative motivation. If my heart is clear, this is where a good uh, practice system like heartfulness meditation helps you to bring clarity in my thinking, helps you to sort of remove things which are unwanted, unwanted debris as they would want. All that which goes through and then helps you to connect through the process of prayer. So this is something which obviously is an excellent tool available for you. Just to sum it up, there are changes that the world wants and these are external changes. And there are umpteen areas which I have listed out. A recording of this video will be made available at a later point of time. You can watch it again. You can also Google and find out what are the areas you and says you can grow. And choose one of them. But before you move into those areas to work and bring the change in the world, start looking inward. India today is the youth capital of the world. More than 35% of the population of India is less than 30. We are considered to be. That's why all the nations in the world want to get in here both uh, ethically, morally, commercially, at all levels, they want influence, they want to get in. Why? Because these are the people for the next 50 years who are likely to rule India and rule the world. At some point of time, you will be taking about five years, 10 years from now. Many of the things that are happening in India or around the world, you will be in some way part of it. You would have joined at the bottom and then you'll start growing up before you even know what's happening. Hence, what I suggest is be very clear of what you want to unleash in the next 15, 20 years of time. Take your time, speak to counselors, speak to your parents, speak to your friends, speak to your teachers who are quite open to such conversations. Find out what is that spark which is going to fly out of you and then start preparing. As Swami Vivekananda said, arise, awake, be awake uh, to the potential that you have and rest not till that uh, goal is achieved. Be aligned, don't be a sheep. And of course, the world has opinions and so will you have opinions. I also have opinions. Opinions do not matter. Opinions must become imagination. Imagination must give rise to a goal, which rise, gives rise to a plan and then I have to get on to work. Finally, it is work that matters. Of course, opinions are good to have. Move on to work, lead like a lion. I am very sure that let me change the world, let me change my inner world through which I can change the external world also. Thank you for giving the opportunity of uh, being uh, of some, uh, giving some inputs to you. After uh, Brother Vishal takes you through the process of relaxation, we'll also have a, a short uh, meditation session. Those who are going to meditate for the first time, please uh, have this supposition that the divinity which is present everywhere is present in your heart also in the form of a divine light. Whenever uh, Brother Vishal completes the process of relaxation, he will say, please start meditation. I will conduct the meditation session. When the session is over, during that session, keep your eyes closed. Towards the end of the session, you will hear the word, that's all. At that time, you can open your eyes uh, gently. During this 15-20 minutes time, whenever we meditate, even if you have thoughts which seem to disturb, which run through your mind, just ignore and continue the process. This is a process that will very simple, takes a little bit of time to get used to it. We have trainers all over the place, including uh, your nearby localities. All those uh, details Brother Vishal will provide. I wish you the very best and I'm very sure that uh, you will all make it big. 5, 10, 20 years now, from now, if you happen to meet somewhere, let's hope that the seed for that change has been sown today. Thank you.